Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You are listening to Parliament Matters, a Hansard Society production supported by the Joseph Rowntree Charitable Trust. Learn more at hansardsociety.org.uk slash pm. Hello and welcome to a bonus edition of Parliament Matters. I'm Mark Darcy. And I'm Ruth Fox. And in this edition, we're talking to Rob Hutton, columnist and sketchwriter for The Critic magazine, about the way he practices one of Britain's oldest journalistic arts, sketching the proceedings of Parliament. I have to explain my job to people about once a week, including, I have to be said, to people who are quite into politics. So a sketchwriter's job is to convey in words not I don't actually draw pictures to convey to convey in words what it was like to watch something the feeling of a particular day and some of that is as it were great events so I you know did the queen's funeral and the coronation and that kind of thing and just sort of how it felt and generally but not always generally these are you put some jokes in you try to keep it light I try to describe it as what it would be like if the reader was sitting next to the press in the press gallery because you will know that up up in the press gallery of the House of Commons there's sort of benches and benches of reporters and when it's busy there's a sort of running commentary that's going down the line of um you know well, well he would say that or uh what an idiot yes and, and moments where I mean, when um when Yvette Cooper was making a, a speech in in the Commons recently there, there was a moment where she made a joke so bad that literally heads went on to desks <laughs> and the thing is it's great fun actually one, one of the reasons why I love I've always loved being journalism is that all kinds of journalism is great fun and even when you're writing very serious stuff that's not necessarily what the conversation in in the room is like and the idea of the sketch is sort of come and sit with us while we watch Prime Minister's questions and we will try to give you a flavour of how it felt. The thing about it, the advantage it has over straight reporting is that you can talk about how plausible, in a sense, the things that people are saying are. So were I writing for Bloomberg, you'd sort of say, well, Rishi Sunak says this, Rishi Sunak says that, and you try and explain to your readers, well, he's trying to position himself, he's got this problem, he's got that problem. With a sketch, it's much easier to say, for instance, Rishi Sunak is losing his temper. Now, I, I mean, I think that one of the things that, immodestly, I have been writing since the summer is that Rishi Sunak is enormously tetchy um, and doesn't like it at PMQs when people ask him rude questions, which is a problem because half of PMQs is rude questions, <laughs> at least. 
he doesn't like it. He doesn't like it when journalists ask him rude questions, and you can you can see him being being snippy. You can see him being snippy with Laura Koonsberg. You can see him being snippy with uh, with Keir Starmer. I was able to write in the summer that this is like watching a teenager being told he has to tidy his bedroom or something, and it's the, and it's the way that you know that he throws his head back and lets out a sigh when someone asks him about. PP procurement or something. It's just, oh, I, can't, I can't believe we're doing that again. And and I would never have been able to do that in a news story. With the first time that news reporters were able to do it was with the Greek Prime Minister when he told the Greek Prime Minister essentially that the meeting was off. Because there you have an actual solid, incontrovertible, oh, he's had a tantrum. And this is the Parthenon and Marbles moment. Yes. But the sketch writers had all seen this much earlier. So we were... We were I mean, it was, obviously we were delighted about the Path and the Marvels, but it was, we were delighted because we had seen that this was coming. Do you ever get pushback from them? Do they ever come back to you, the sort of subjects of your satire, and then they come back and say, you know, take issue with you, or, you know, Much less or number 10 think. officials? Or... Um, you get feedback. <laughs> <laughs> A very senior government minister has described me as quite annoying. <laughs> I'm sure you treasure that. Oh, yeah, I do. I was really pleased. <laughs> um, I do. You get the occasional little note. From MPs. I mean, I try to be, this sounds odd given what I've just said, I do try to be sympathetic to MPs. Fundamentally, I think that MPs are doing an important job and a really difficult job. And although there are there are moments in their lives that are ridiculous, I don't, this is not universal, and I'm sure people could find examples to, to call me out. I try not to just say, oh, this person is an idiot if you see what I mean. There are people who, lots of people might think, I don't understand why he is doing this, but he or she will have a reason why they're doing it. It will seem reasonable to them. And and I think sometimes you can say, look, what this person said was, was daft. I mean, quite often. But that's not quite the same as saying that they're daft. I did, I mean, I sort of, you do occasionally get little sad notes from people saying they sort of enjoyed the sketch, but they didn't feel it was quite fair. But actually, much less than you think. I mean, to a surprising extent... These guys like to be written about. I mean, I know, <laughs> I know, I know. One one MP listeners will probably be able to guess which MP. When my dear late colleague Simon Hoggart died about ten years ago and was replaced by John Crace, Hoggart had had particular characters that he liked to feature, and John quite reasonably sort of felt he was going to do his sketch the sketch his way, which is the only way you can do it. And one of the MPs that Simon had liked to write about got in touch and asked if John too would would be writing like, about him. Would, would, would you like to mock me? He did you, I'm doing other people. <laughs> so. Do you feel you've been especially blessed? I mean, you've been doing this job for, what, two years now? Three years. Three, three years, years now. now. So yeah. you've had the era of Boris Johnson, you've had the brief interlude of Liz Truss, and now you've oh, got Rishi great. Sunak. And you, you so great, the Liz Truss. I mean, it'll never be as good as it was. <laughs> um... Yes, I mean the, the actual question. Do I? The question you should be asking: Do I worry do, yeah. about? Do I? Do I worry about the future that yeah. we might be approaching? Will you, will you have as much fun sketching Keir Starmer as Prime Minister? I mean, I, and the answer is I do worry. <laughs> <laughs> but you see, I worried with I was I worried when Rishi Sunak was appointed. I thought he is objectively more sensible than Boris Johnson, and yet you find other things. I firmly believe that the Lord loves sketch writers and and continues to provide. 
and so we will just find other things to to write about it. It, it may not be as target rich an environment. Reading the sketches that you produced about Boris Johnson in front of the COVID inquiry, there, there was a feeling that you were kind of reprising your greatest hits a bit here because this is all the stuff you'd been writing about when he was. I Prime will Minister. never chance to say it again. I will never be able to pass up an opportunity to 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 write about Boris. I'm afraid. I I, I mean I should I should make it clear. Look, I live in this country. Okay, I my children go to school in this country. We're treated in hospitals in this country. I have quite strong personal interests in the country being well governed. All of that said, he's just an amazing person to write about because because there are so many jokes that you can make. And, and even when you know Rishi Sunak made a joke this week about under the Conservatives there are more families than ever or something, and it's like, oh, well, I mean, you know, thanks thanks to the efforts of at least one Conservative Prime Minister who started three or four himself. It's <laughs> sort of. Oh, it's just, I mean... Do you ever get lawyers <laughs> checking your copy? I, I, I mean, come and sue us. Uh, <laughs> for that. We're, we're I mean, we're, I, think, I think we have qualified privilege for um, reporting oh, things that are said in the okay. House of Commons. So long as it's a fair and accurate report. And actually, so, you know, there are, there are times when you will say, maybe he was thinking this or, you know, but I would say, for instance, I never put anything in quotes that... I don't think I would try very hard not to put anything in quotes that, that wasn't said, because actually what you forget is that that the, that there are readers who for whom the irony just completely passes them by, and you know you sort of have to say no no that was that was he wasn't actually wearing a spacesuit, you know or whatever it is he, it, it, so you you do have to be a little bit careful and one of my colleagues has once got into trouble for putting something that he thought was so obviously ridiculous that no one would have said it inside someone's mouth and then it kept appearing in other news reports <laughs> <laughs> so are there any up-and-coming targets for mockery you can see emerging into the political front rank at the moment i was very excited when um great grimsby mp leonici intervened in the um boris johnson's reputation debate to say that that she personally found him to be a, an, an obviously honest man and i was, i thought a star is born but um uh, but I, I'm, to be honest, a lot of these people, I'm worried that they're not going to be around in Parliament for very much longer. So be a whole new load of people. Yes, have well, to learn there, there to will be, and um, and and they will quite possibly be on the Labour benches. The question is, how good is the Labour Party's auditing? Are there going to be people? But it, but it. <laughs> Even if they try, in a way, you you end up getting... I mean, this is the sort of... If you look back at the stuff that was written in 97 about, you know, who are the stars, who are the sensible people, this kind of thing, some of these people turn out to be a great gift to to the sketch writers nonetheless when when they actually get here. Well, Rob Hutton, thanks very much indeed for joining us on the pod. Absolute pleasure. Parliament Matters is produced by the Hansard Society and supported by the Joseph Rowntree Charitable Trust. For more information, visit hansardsociety.org.uk slash PM or find us on social media at Hansard Society. Mm-hmm.